Hi, you guys. Sorry we're late. We had some technical things going on and some equipment updates that apparently improved things so much we couldn't go on the air. So um, glad to see you anyway. And this is Lost Arts Radio Live for February 20th, 2021. I appreciate your being with us. And I've got a lot to cover that is more than we have time for, especially now. So I kind of do the minimalist version and, and try to get all the important parts. I wanted I did want to talk about um, some important things about the Nuremberg Code. If you looked at the title of the show that's posted, Is Your Country Violating the Nuremberg Code? And you can probably guess the answer to that. <clears throat> but um, before we get started into that with whatever we have time for, I want to just remind everybody, uh, advice to check out the additional platforms that we're on, and you can find those at lostartsradio.com, our main website where all the articles and videos and links to different things are and the times of the different shows and archives and all kinds of stuff like that. Because um, I seem to have a hard time being non-controversial and acceptable in what we talk about. You can tell I'm trying really hard to do that, but not succeeding so far. So just in case you don't find us on the normal platform, I mean, not normal, they're not normal, but the big major platforms that have been around the longest, make sure you're familiar with the other ones. You bookmark the pages and um, save them so you don't lose touch. Um, but I do want to talk about the Nuremberg Code in the time that we have. It's It's really relevant to everything that's happening all over the world right now. And just as a and answer right away to the question, yeah, it's being violated everywhere, all over the world in most countries. And most countries have signed it, by the way, and we'll get into that. Even in Israel, which is kind of ironic because Israel is a country that is supposed to be a place for people of the Jewish faith as well as other people. And they're the ones that were being uh, massacred in Germany during World War II out of which came the Nuremberg trials and some of the doctors that were doing experiments on uh, people in Germany, Jewish people and anybody they considered undesirable. Uh, those doctors were prosecuted. Some of them were convicted. Some of them were executed. And a whole bunch of them and scientists were brought to the U.S. as just perfect for being in uh, Operation Paperclip to become part of the government because they had already proven their their ability to do the worst possible things and say what they were just following orders. But as, in spite of what was really going on, which is transferring the whole eugenics operation back into Western governments um, and leaving part of it in the German and European governments too, uh, on the surface they were doing things to say, oh, we're so sorry all this happened, we can't believe it. Uh, we have to make sure it never happens again. And so um, there was an agreement, which we'll talk about. Uh, there was a Nuremberg Code, and, and it became part of the Geneva Accords, a larger agreement that included it. Um, but I want to first provide some context in the time that we have so we can kind of see the bigger picture and see what part the Nuremberg Code violations would be playing in the larger drama that's going on all around us. And if you're wondering what drama, uh, you may have been in bed for the last 50 years or something and not noticed, but um, 
it's like we're living in a sci-fi movie uh, or maybe some kind of fantasy adventure comic book plot. And, you know, it reminded me in the original Superman comic, they used to cost about five cents when I first encountered it. Uh, the planet Krypton, where Superman was born before he became Superman, he was Call L or something like that was his name. I don't remember. I doubt they spoke English on Krypton. But anyway, um, there was this thing in the inner core of the planet. Movies were less sophisticated at the time. And it, was, uh, it wasn't a movie. At the, originally, it was just a comic book. And they were uh, saying that there was this chain reaction. That was a really scary, super technical term, chain reaction. And it was happening in the core of the planet. And they were in the countdown to destruction, and it had already started, and volcanoes were blowing up, and things were really unstable. And Superman's parents, even though he wasn't Superman at the time, had decided that they would die, but they would send their baby out into space to a safer planet, and the planet they chose was Earth. You might have heard of it. That's the one, you know, that we're living on. And um, when he grew up, he did a lot of great things to help people and fight crime. So I was wondering, gee, he should still be alive. Maybe he's just too old now to help us when we really need it. And the same question could be asked of Wonder Woman and Batman and all the other superheroes uh, being gone now. And the, being gone when they're needed doesn't reflect well on them, but especially when it's obvious they were in great shape fairly recently. You can tell from the scenes of the movies they were in in recent years. Uh, but... Uh, what's left is us. And even though there's not, as far as I know, a similar chain reaction going on in the core of this planet called Earth, there's a serious situation here, and it, it feels like <clears throat> a countdown to me, too. And it's because I spent many decades really investigating and digging into the plans of the global rulers that are running most of the show on on our planet at the moment. Um, and I think things are too urgent right now to wait for any superheroes to show up. If they do, that's great. Or if we get, you know, wonderful politicians to be leading the people, that's great too. But um, if they were available to help, they'd be here, I think, by now. And we'd know about it. So, and, you know, last last week too, it comes to mind, we talked about these white hat characters that have been talked about for many decades and always about to show up and save the day um and last week talking about whether they're real and i can't say that they're not i can't say that they are i haven't seen them do any of the things that they've said they do and a lot of them through the channels that we've got have turned out to be false um some people say well they just have to let things play out you probably heard that in some of the q videos and things because if things don't play out, then the public won't be able to appreciate all the white hats coming in and arresting all the bad guys. That's it, except for the ones that say all the bad guys are already arrested. It just kind of sounds like uh, total nonsense to me. But if it turns out to be true, great. I mean, well-meaning help from anybody that's competent would be appreciated. Uh, whoever wants to come in and do that, whether they're white hats or... Um, you know, UFO drivers or whoever it is that's benevolent and able to help, that's great. But they're not doing it right now visibly. And um, whether it's disinformation or not, 
I would say that enough has played out at this point that if the public doesn't notice what's going on now, waiting longer until they're all heavily drugged and programmed beyond the current state is probably not a brilliant plan. And again, if I'm wrong, just show me. I invited anybody who really knows about the White Hat situation, not memorize something about it in a cult, but actually knows directly. Uh, I invited him to talk to me and it's been total silence, you know, which is what I expected. So um, I don't think letting things play out any further is really very smart. So that, that again, leaves uh, improving the situation up to us. Um, I don't think we're in a situation like Superman's parents were in where the planet can't be saved. I just, I could be wrong, but I don't feel like that. So um, I think it's not, even now, it's not too late to turn things around. But it's a different situation than Superman was facing. We've got a criminal cartel that most people can't imagine could be real. And it's been gaining power and organization over at least many thousands of years. I've looked back 10 or 15,000, which I consider recent history, and and planning uh, to destroy life on the planet the whole time, including themselves. And that final piece, that's a suicide mission. And it's the only way I've found that really explains all the parts of the agenda that we see playing out right now, speaking of playing out. Uh, if they only planned population reduction, they wouldn't be destroying the life support system of the planet, which is clearly what they're doing. And uh, many species are already destroyed. I am, you know, I am a really <clears throat> strong environmental person, environmentalist, you might say, even though I think the, the current environmental hoax and climate change fraud to get everybody to give up all their freedoms and say you shouldn't use energy when they're hiding uh, amazing technologies that can produce energy that is totally clean. None of that it makes any sense. And people that are falling for that should see through it. it. It's not the real environmental issues at all. And the people that are wanting the Green New Deal and all that stuff, they're highly confused about that kind of stuff, even if they don't realize it. But the nice thing about <clears throat> the plan of this thousand, at least multi-thousand-year-old cartel to destroy life on the planet is that they're clearly not doing it uh, quickly. <clears throat> and they have the technology to do that. And David, David Icke has talked about that quite a bit. And he's saying they need the consent <clears throat> of the victims, which is supposed to be us, uh, in order to do it. And, and there is a strong theme in the way they work, uh, that they need the consent of the intended victims. And they, their ideal is that they want us to destroy ourselves, for the most part, although they're happy to help with that process. And I don't think it's because of weakness it's on, on their part, really, because they have the keys to the technology that could wipe us out overnight. So that's not the, that's not the issue that slows them down. Um, the issue is that it, it's not about money or power or being the elite remnant that's left on the earth after population reduction or anything like that. It's to what to them is a spiritual issue, and it has to um, has to go through certain protocols that are very specific, or they feel that they don't get the spiritual result that they want. And we'll, if we have time for that, we'll get into it a little bit more. Um, 
and it's certainly not about money. That's the motivation that they use for servants that they have on the mid-levels and corporate bosses, um, government officials getting rich off insider deals, which even at the lower levels we see all through our Congress and governments all over the world, uh, getting contributions from corporations that want favors or certain laws passed or things like that. And at that level, it is about money and power, but that's a fairly low level compared to the top. And a little bit higher level bankers, Ronald Bernard has been on on the internet with good videos. I don't know if they're still up. He said he was going to come on the show when he finished writing his book. Um, high level bankers at his level have, have described what's going on uh, that they can see and they're involved at, at that stage with openly satanic culture and meeting in towns and rural locations all over the world, certainly all over the U.S., but probably worldwide, conducting rituals and doing things to animals and children that normal people would not believe, and they certainly wouldn't want to hear about, and I don't blame them at all for that. But at levels above that, <clears throat> they're orchestrating the destruction of life on the planet, it's not population reduction. That's just a step in their protocol. It's a big ceremony that they're conducting all over the world. It's a, essentially a ritual sacrifice. That's why they're not doing it quickly, because they don't want to skip steps or they don't get the result in their mind. And it's what buys us time to reverse it and bring back life back to normal. Because uh, as I said, if they skip steps and don't follow protocols exactly and milestones and notices that they have to give, then they don't get their reward. At least that's what they believe. It's in a lot of major scriptures, this doctrine of sacrifice. And it says, you kill an innocent being in exactly the right way, whether it's an animal or a virgin or a great spiritual teacher or a baby or uh, Anything that you consider innocent, you do it, kill it just right, and God is going to be really happy with you and give you spiritual benefits. And they absolutely believe that. And they thought, well, and this is consolidating <clears throat> something I didn't come to overnight. It took decades and decades to put the pieces together. But I, th I think this is the most accurate I've got so far. And... In their case, the spiritual reward they want is merging into that dark power that unfortunately is completely real with that forever. So that's why they won't need their bodies at the end. It's why it ends up as a suicide mission. Um, and that's why that's a good part of why we have some time, but probably not very much. It's shrinking fast. And I don't think, you know, I've said already that <clears throat> letting things go on and on and on saying that, well, it has to play out so everybody will see it out in the open. People are getting duller and duller in large numbers, and so I would say it would be better to turn it around now, but you know, that's just from my limited point of view. Uh, but I do know that in a sacrifice, in an animal sacrifice, which is basically what they're doing, then uh, if the animal wakes up, especially if it's a big, strong animal and it breaks free and it runs away before it gets killed, then the sacrifice is aborted, the final effect is not achieved, and the animal can go, if, if it can get back to its normal environment, it can get back to normal life. So obviously what's the sacrificial animal in this case? Um, <clears throat> far as I can tell, it's all humans and all life forms on our planet. 
the biggest sacrifice that they could arrange. But in their case, it's a huge animal with, with amazing strength and life force flowing through it from God and from nature. And how would it hold still for the whole ritual to be done uh, if it was awake and aware of what was happening? It wouldn't even allow itself to be caught in the first place. The only way is if it was kept unconscious. And I checked that over and over and over, and it seems like that is the major priority of our captors with us playing the part of the sacrificial animal for the moment. And we have the strength to get free, all of us, unless we stay unconscious. That's really the issue. So it's not whether we get exactly the right strategy to, you know, fight back physically, although I, of course, believe in physical self-defense and defense of others, and that's why the rulers try to take that away as well, like they've done in Australia and the UK and Europe and places like that, because they don't want the people to have any way to physically defend themselves. So that's important, but in this case, we're talking about something that has to be a lot stronger than physical uh, defenses. The only way that they can keep this huge sacrificial animal, which is all life on earth, uh, tied up is if it stays unconscious. And it to do that really required uh, technology to advance to where it is today, an organization, and all the pieces for the next stage of the sacrifice have been moved into place. And that's the same reason, I'm trying to talk a little bit fast so I can get through more of what I've got here for you. Um, that's the reason they needed a so-called healthcare system. They kept everybody sick. Uh, it's easier to keep the population unconscious of itself and of unconscious of what's going on if most of the people are sick all the time, especially from the so-called medicine. And you know the correlation there, even from one part. If you saw this uh, Sunday show recently with Joy Garner, where she made some graphs that she is using for a lawsuit that I think is getting ready now, and it was showing correlation of one of the major treatments that's being pushed on people all over the world, and every major disease that they could uh, correlate with it, and it was incredible. It was like 100% correlation. So if, if they can keep most of the people sick all the time, not knowing that you don't need most of the medical system, it's actually counterproductive. But the only way you don't need it is if you learn the alternative, which is why it's being hidden right now. So if you get rid of the sickness, then ex- start experiencing clear energy and clear thought, you know, awareness of our normal state, then the sacrifice gets aborted and, and it can't go on. And we've we've still got, you know, just to be clear, brilliant, heroic people in the medical industry. I know many of them as friends, especially in emergency medicine and trauma care and saving people who get run over by cars and the few cases of really necessary congenital defect surgery and things like that, although a lot of that's shut down right now under the fraud that's going on. But some great, incredible people, and especially the ones that get through medical school and public health indoctrination in the academic system and keep their common sense intact, those have to be extraordinary people because those programs are seriously sophisticated and they destroy 
the ability for common sense in most of the people that go through that higher education. And you can see that because they just memorize uh, what they're supposed to do and they never question it. They kind of got out of touch with the fact that one of the primary elements of real science is question everything, including your own beliefs, by the way. You don't go out and just try to defend what you think is true against everybody who say, we're all trying to figure it out, you know, and we help each other. And if you show me where I'm wrong, that's great. That's a gift to be grateful for because it's one step closer to what's true. And so that spirit of real science is actually exhilarating and it feels great. And it's a way of learning and it's the same exact spirit of um, spiritual quest, trying to find out about God and the essence of everything and the spirit behind life um, rather than fight over who's got the right belief and who's an idiot and win the debate that way supposedly. That's like preschool level. You know, when you start getting some perspective and maturity, you realize that fighting in debates is, a, for the most part, a total waste of time trying to show how stupid the other person is is not getting closer to what's true. It's like realizing that we're all on the same team. We're not, there's no ego in this exploration or science. It doesn't matter who's right, it matters what's right. And you try to keep getting closer to it and it makes a really exciting pursuit to do. Um, real health information would make most of the medical system completely irrelevant. It's, it's irrelevant now, except it's killing huge numbers of people all over the world. But if the real health information were exposed, it would help us avoid most of what's called normal aging, degenerative disease, and it would show us how to make the immune system so strong that contagious disease would would become a non-issue. That would be the normal state. And you're never supposed to find out about that. You're not even supposed to find out about drugs that are cheap and work right away and are not as dangerous as some other drugs because then you might not need the complete intervention of the medical system. You might be able to take care of yourself most of the time. And the only medical system you'd need would be, you know, if you get run over by something, some kind of vehicle or, you know, something traumatic happens to you, then it would be that you'd use some of these great heroic medical teams but to keep yourself healthy you'd be allowed to learn how to do that which is kind of obvious normal you know it should be happening all the time or or how to heal things that happen to you with cheap natural protocols and that kind of knowledge right now is violently suppressed and i know that the major internet platforms are trying to teach me that you don't talk about those things and i have this real problem that i keep talking about them Um, and the fact that doctors and other health professionals are not taught about them and they're punished if they try to practice or teach it, the natural alternative, and the public is not allowed to know or share the information and they get censored if they try. But instead of that, we're taught that eating poisonous chemicals is the way to be healthy and we're so dumbed down, we actually believe it. As long as you call the poisonous chemical medicine then you eat it and say, wow, this is amazing cutting-edge science. Or, you know, we're taught that injecting 
some toxic mix of liquid poison directly into your body is a really brilliant scientific way to prevent disease and make you immune. I mean, if you honestly look at that, is that really smart? I mean, that's a polite way to ask the question. We've gotten really, really dumbed down, and it's not irrevocable, but it's good to realize the level we've reached a new level now, and the rulers think that we're dumbed down enough to fall for anything after all our lives being programmed with fear and with uh, blind faith in authority. Really important to have that, especially medical authorities. They can never be questioned, and especially medical organizations, agencies. They could never be corrupted. They could never tell you anything false. They could never tell you or force you to do anything bad for you. And if you believe that, then you're ready for, you know, your part in this ritual sacrifice. So with that in mind, where does our topic of the Nuremberg Code fit into all this stuff? And and what I would first bring up is that our attorney, one of our attorney friends, Ralph Fusatola, has written a great summary on a short summary with links to more detail uh, on an, well, the article, I guess the name of it, you could look up if you want to. It's on uh, open source truth, which is heavily censored, of course. You shouldn't be allowed to read that, right? You might actually start thinking for yourself that would be terrible and it would be against your safety. So the platforms are trying to save you. But the name of the article is Informed Consent, the Nuremberg Code, and the Geneva Convention. And it's just really especially now, you know, with what's happening in the world, this is important basic education. And in that brief summary, he says, and I'm going to read you a little bit, not too much, especially since our time is rapidly disappearing. Uh, He says, my general brief in support of informed consent, and he's got footnotes to links, and he says, provided a U.S. government link to the copy of the Nuremberg Code, you, you can go see this for yourself which was part of the judgment of the U.S. military tribunal at the end of the infamous Nazi doctor trial. In a chilling development, the U.S. government website no longer links to the Nuremberg Code. Yeah, I wonder why that is. wouldn't be that they're planning to uh, violate it ever, I'm sure. The code is restatement of the law of informed consent. Informed consent is something that every single person should understand very thoroughly. And and both of those words, informed and consent, are key elements. It's not just consent, and it's not just informed. It's the two together. And it's the universal right, he says, of, of informed consent, recognized in U.S. law since at least 1914. And there are footnotes showing why that's true. Anybody wants to look it up. Informed consent, the Nuremberg Code, and the Geneva Conventions. In short, the Geneva Conventions, which regulate the behavior of states, that means countries, during war, a victorious power can try vanquished prisoners for war crimes only if the law specifying the crime also applies to the victorious power. Thus, by operation of the Geneva Conventions, the governments of the world must honor the code if they ratified the treaty, which most countries have. And I show in the general brief that they have, by and large, I don't agree with the fact that they have, but they are supposed to. 
For example, the UN Bioethics Declaration includes a strong statement of the right uh, of the right of informed consent. Uh, the Geneva Conventions are a group of legal doctrines which become the law of any nation ratifying it. So, there are a lot of articles coming out now that say the Geneva Convention and the Nuremberg Code are not U.S. law. They're not the law of other countries, and apparently that's not the case. They are law indirectly because of ratifying this contract. Um, the idea that the countries have been honoring that that Ralph's a, and Ralph's a great person. I totally support his work, but I disagree with him here. They haven't been supporting it at all. Um, that brings us back. This article says to the uh, right, universal right of informed consent, which allows each person to make, without pressure or coercion, or overreach or punishment, the decision to accept or reject any medical treatment. Okay, that's the law in every country that ratified the Geneva Convention. And when you inject something into somebody, and I'm trying to be indirect here, uh, that's a medical treatment, and it it's, uh, falls under the universal right of informed consent. And we went through the fact that it is law. Uh, there's a great article on the Nuremberg Code uh, by Makia Freeman, and I recommend looking at it. We posted it on lostartsradio.com, which we put articles up there almost every day unless we get overwhelmed with don't get time for it. Uh, her uh, blog is called The Freedom Articles, and you can get it and subscribe to it for free. It costs nothing. It's excellent. And she read, read, wrote this great article about the Nuremberg Codes and how they're being violated now supposedly justified by the pandemic. But uh, the Nuremberg Code and the Geneva Conventions, this is really important, are not suspended by just declaring an emergency. Governments can't, can't officially do that, and health authorities can't do that either. The U.S. Bill of Rights uh, can't be suspended that way either by just declaring an emergency, and neither can the natural rights that you have no matter what country you live in. So, again, we're running out of time. I had descriptions of all ten points in the Nuremberg Code. Voluntary consent of the human subject is essential. Um, the experiment should be such to as to yield the fruitful results for the good of society that you can't get by any other means. Uh, should be based on the results of animal experiments and a knowledge of the natural history of the disease or other problem under study, and the anticipated was results will justify the performance of the experiment. Uh, should I'm going quick over this now. The experiment should avoid all unnecessary physical and mental suffering and injury. No experiment should be conducted where there is a, a priority, that means in advance, reason to believe that death or disabling injury will occur, except perhaps in those experiments where the experimental physicians also serve as subjects. So, in the package insert on these injections that they're pushing all over the country as a means to get a license to live your life, it says right in there that they can kill you. And uh, the, some very respected health authorities like Bill Gates, who basically knows very little about health, uh, except he knows what these injections will do to people. 
knows all about it. He's already said that because people will die from getting the COVID vaccine, and he says it on TV, it's not a conspiracy theory, um, that not we should not protect the people. We should protect the governments and the people ordering the people to do this. And that was uh, his response. We should make sure and protect the, the authorities, not the people who are being victimized. Uh, experiments should be conducted only by scientifically qualified people. That's not happening. Uh, during the course of the experiment, the human subject should be at liberty to bring the experiment to an end at any time. Uh, during the course of the experiment, the scientist in charge must be prepared to terminate the experiment if there's any reason to suspect injury, disability, or death. And that there's not only a reason to suspect those things with the current experiment, they are already foreseen and guaranteed and written about. Um, and I said before that I disagreed with Ralph that most countries have been following the code uh, the, and the Geneva Conventions. And examples of that, Ralph was, probably wasn't thinking of these things, but again, they're right in front of our face. They're medical experiments like geoengineering, for example. That is not just to uh, manipulate the climate. That is to poison the whole biosphere, and that's a pretty important element. Uh, if that's not a medical experiment, then nothing is. Chemical agriculture, Justice von Liebig is often considered the German chemist who was the father of chemical agriculture, and he said, uh, sorry about the chemical agriculture thing before he died, it was a mistake, and it causes a lot of damage. It does make it easier to be a farmer without understanding nature, because you don't have to really take care of the soil. You just put some chemical powders on it, and the plants grow bigger and faster, and you can make more money, but the food value goes away. It's very important. GMOs, that's obviously a medical experiment with no informed consent of anybody. Even the people making the GMOs, most of them don't even know what they're doing. They're very skilled at what they're doing, but they don't understand the implications and that's largely because of the specialized nature of education now, where people are taught a lot about a little tiny subject without understanding the context of it in a wider sense. And they're told you need teams of experts and you can't possibly understand that. So they're set up to be misused by industry. And that's what's happening with GMOs. Drug medicine is all about, you know, non-consensual medical experiments just by eating these toxic chemicals and being told that's the way to get healthy. It's so absurd that you know that the population is very dumbed down to be going along with it. And it's not our fault that we've been subject to that. It's a very sophisticated um, programming technique that's been used on us. And we're still capable of coming out of it and waking up and learning what to do so that you can dump the medical system and learn about the real health information that's been suppressed for a long time. Um, radiation, chemotherapy for cancer. I've talked to a lot of people who've gone through that, and they were never told about what was going to happen to them and in full detail, and that that's necessary for informed consent. Same thing for wireless technology, 5G, nuclear power, uh, television, Hollywood mind control, all kinds of stuff. Those are all medical experiments that are going on without informed consent. So no, countries are not honoring the Nuremberg Code at all. And that may have something to do with the fact that, as Ralph pointed out, the U.S. government removed a link on their website to the Nuremberg Code text. 
But now a new, new level of violation is going on by the governments with full support of the entire medical and health in- industry and agencies. And this cooperation between governments and corporations, uh, media banks, drug and vaccine companies, and it's called fascism. That's when government merges with corporations. And like in a country like the U.S., that way it can do all kinds of things to the people and say, well, it's a private company doing it. We can't do anything about it. We're not violating it. It's this private company. And most of these incorporated bodies like you know, courts and so-called health agencies that are for-profit companies making money off the drugs and vaccines, patents and things like that, they're all in collusion with it. And now they're working, trying to get everybody to take a permanently DNA-altering uh, injection uh, that has numerous known bad effects like uh, death and stuff like that that might be important to know about. And I don't believe for a second that it's untested. I th- a lot of well-meaning uh, natural health people say that, but I don't think it is. I, I have a lot more faith in our health authorities and our government agencies, and they don't throw their money around without knowing what they're going to get for it. So they, they know the uh, negative effects from before. And in fact, the public has been told that similar uh, similar injection protocols were used against other coronaviruses, and there are many of them, 30-something last I heard. And uh, all the animals, most of the animals survived the initial injection, and then they came into contact with things in the wild. Whether you believe in viruses or not, that's what it appeared to be. And when they encountered the wild virus, uh, the, their system, which is damaged by the vaccine, overreacted, and they all died. And that's known. So it's not untested. And um, one thing the rulers hope to get out of this at the top level, not the well-meaning but uh, confused health experts who just believe everything they're told and memorize that the CDC can never be questioned. I mean, the top-level rulers think that among many other benefits from this, uh, I think they call it a pandemic, that it's going to be the end of dissent worldwide and um, the end of healthy, clear, strong humans getting in their way so they can finish the sacrifice of life on this planet without interruption. And that is what it is. It's a ceremonial ritual that's being worked out. So the point of all this, of course, I don't even see any point in understanding the horror movie that we're in uh, other than using that knowledge to come up with solutions. And in a way, it's when you're looking at a solution, you know, and the reason you want a solution is if you're kind of a normal person, you want everybody to be okay. And if you're a wise person, you don't even hate the perpetrators. You'd like them to wake up and be okay, too. Because if you're carrying hatred of anybody, it affects you in a lot of ways that are not going to be good for you. So that's why some really wise people have said, um, love your enemy and love your neighbor no, no matter who it is. That's another story, but it's really true. And there's a very important reason for that. <clears throat> it's one of the uh, most valuable parts in the Western scriptures known as the Bible that I think is really uh, incredibly important, and that's that it goes, it's kind of counterintuitive because you think, well, these bad guys, of course I don't love them. And, and a lot of the 
independent newscasters, including the biggest one whose name cannot be mentioned, uh, and I think is a, doing an incredible service to the world, is still thinking, I've got to, you know, is into hating the bad guys and wanting them all to go to hell and everything. That's not the way to access our ultimate potential here. There's a stronger way. But anyway, the solution is kind of simple. The animal has to wake up out of the trance. And in this case, you know, and break free of, and so they don't get to finish the sacrifice. Um, in this case, the sacrificial animal is bigger and stronger and smarter than the captors, but only if it wakes up. And the question that comes up immediately is, is it too late? You know, and that's kind of an important question does because um, we're the animal, right? I mean, in the sense that I mean that life on earth is the animal, sacrificial animal. I don't think it's too late, but we have to find out. So what are the steps? Um, it gets into what we may have touched on before of the deeper levels of understanding how things work on this level with what has been referred to as a quantum physics approach or learning the nature of mind and the fact that we're not mind. It's an interface between us, which is, the words are not important, but what I would describe it as, we're pure spirit. We're made out of the original essence. That's the only material there was to make anything out of this. I said before, there's there was no Home Depot to make the creation out of it. It all had to be made from what there was, which was the essence of the Creator. And, um, you know, that has been said sometimes as in the image of God. There's a deep meaning to that. So, we have to realize we're not mind, and we're not the programs of it. In fact, they're the ropes tying us down in the sacrifice as a victim. And to have that healthy relationship with mind come back, we got to reassert more of a parent-child relationship between us and that conscious interface, which is mind. Obviously, there's a lot more that we could talk about in any of these little things, and I'm just going through them real fast. So, if we want to not have the sacrifice be completed, which I think would be really smart on our part to have interrupted at this point, we need to start our fast-track real education um, immediately would be a good time to do that. And if we have the right attitude with, with mind and understand it, we can get a lot of help. Mind is in, incredibly powerful, but it's just a tool. It's like our kid, and it can be an ally or it can work against us, and there's ways to change its current position so it starts helping. Um, and as much as possible, it really helps uh, a tremendous amount to get your learn how to get your health back to the greatest degree you can. I mean, we've all done a lot of damage because we didn't know any better, you know, eating garbage and uh, not sleeping and anything, getting all hooked on drugs of different kinds. Almost everybody's done that in some way, even if it's not a chemical drug, and get free of all that junk and learn how to get free of the programs, consciously reconnect to the essence of where we came from that's still connected to us. And if it wasn't, we wouldn't be able to be alive here at all. Um, belief is not what I'm talking about. I'm not saying, okay, memorize a new belief, you know, start a new religion or something like that. I, that's totally not what I mean. It's much further than belief. It's 
uh, direct experience. And when that gets integrated into our everyday consciousness, then the sacrifice can be over and we won't fall for fighting with each other or any of the nonsense that is in the programming that's being beamed at us through televisions and newspapers and radios every day. We won't, we'll just stop fighting with each other. Nobody's going to be racist because that's just idiotic to judge people by their nationality or by the, their skin color or anything like that. It just won't happen even though the media keeps revving up and the idea that you should do that while they're saying that you shouldn't. They're, they're really trying to program us to have all kinds of division. Um, when we get conscious again, the bad guys that are running the sacrifice will either run away or the ones that are ready to wake up will hang around and change, which would be quite rewarding, I would think. I'm sure it would be. And the world that is like, you know, honestly, right now, a lot of aspects of life in this dimension of the world is like a nightmare horror movie, and it would become the opposite, and kind of like a reminder of where we came from. And the message is that mind is a really big deal and it's not it can be full of all kinds of programming right now keeping us in prison basically and being idiots hurting ourselves but it's not an enemy intrinsically the old yogis in the himalayas that saw all these bad thoughts ruining their lives coming from mind and thinking that mind was therefore evil started to fight with mind and try to kill it and that was a big mistake it didn't work um, it just acts as, as an adversary until its programs are corrected. And that can be possible and can be done even now. So I'd say start with it now, find out about it, learn what you have to f- follow with the physical you know, applications of everything, get your health back as much as you can. Given the mistakes that we've already made, we can still get a lot better. Um, learn the whole thing, either on your own or we started Planetary Healing Club for people that are really interested in that kind of self-transformation. So you can go there if you want to. We meet live every week, half an hour after this show ends on Saturdays. That's planetaryhealingclub.com is the access point. And if you have questions about that, let us know. Um, But in the meantime, the sacrifice is proceeding moment by moment. And some people say the White Hats are letting it play out. Great, if that's true. Um, They're welcome to show up and help whenever they want to, but I'm just suggesting uh, we don't have time to hang around and wait. Uh, Although I feel like we can completely fix this, we shouldn't have the attitude that we have indefinite amount of time. I think we should start now. Um, Even if we're too late, and I don't think we are, but... If we're too late in this chapter, they can't permanently destroy any of us uh, because of who we actually are. They can make us change costumes, that's about it. But I'd rather see us make it work in this chapter while it's still going on because they can make things really unpleasant, as is obvious at this point. And I think it all comes down to the fact that for a normal person, you just don't want to see everybody going through this kind of suffering. Um, the guys, the people, men and women and people who are perpetuating this, they're making a mistake because they think that they're going to 
get to their goals by hurting and killing other life forms. And that violates a law of nature that says whatever we intentionally do to or for anybody else comes back to us multiplied and they're not above that law. So any of you guys that are working for the negative side, you're welcome to join us too because that's not really who you are. And if you're brave enough, you can wake up and do a lot of good from inside the power structure and um, make up for a lot of mistakes that you've made up to now. So I'm just suggesting you might want to do that. Um, But uh, none of us can be permanently destroyed. It can't happen. Bodies, yeah, that's your costume. But uh, that's not you. So... Instead of fighting with each other and being defensive about, yeah, we're right and the other person's an idiot, uh, just realize that whatever's true is not threatened, it's not offended, it's going to be there whether we find it or not until we do. So if we choose life and freedom and everything in line with that and harmony and we say, you know, maybe take the time to learn what it means to love everybody else, including your so-called enemies, If you do it by just misunderstanding the love part and thinking, oh, yeah, I really love this bad person who's killing everybody, that's dishonest. That's what they call not true. There's a whole other meaning to it where the love that they're talking about is proactive. It's a gift. And you have the option to give it to anybody you want, especially the ones that don't deserve it or the ones that need it the most. And if you start giving it out, you start getting it like the Beatles song. And um, I just recommend that. Now, remember that since we're out of time here and we're over, we have the Sunday show tomorrow, and that's inspirational and educational guests and people and organizations that are doing really positive things. Uh, every Sunday night, those are on, and all the archives are free on all the platforms. As, as we may disappear or have them removed from some platforms, we appear on other ones that are not censoring, uh, Brideon and Bitchute and a bunch of other ones like that, Blog Talk Radio for the audio, other things. And there's a lot of good material there, all free, all available when you have time. And uh, if you have the means to support us, please do that too. I'd like us to stay on air if we can. And also we have projects that have been waiting for funding for a long time. And the only way we get that is... Donations, which are on lostartsradio.com, there's a donate button, or lostartsresearchinstitute.org, or subscribestar.com slash lostartsradio. Those all work. And I do a few private uh, consulting sessions, but I don't have time for very many. So we can't get, you know, a lot of support that way, but sometimes some. And there are small dues for Planetary Healing Club, which help our nonprofit as well, which runs all this stuff. So help us stay on the air if you can, and uh, otherwise just share share the show because it's being radically shadow banned and, and censored all over the place, and we're trying to spread out and, and get around that, and you can help us do that if you want to. So that's about it. Uh, Planetary Healing Club meeting in 30 minutes, planetaryhealingclub.com. And um, main message above everything else is that You have massive power to change the future. And we've been programmed that we don't have any of that power. 
because it's not true. They need us to believe that. So we just lie there while they finish us off. And I don't think that's a very good plan. So it might make more sense to start waking up now, assess your own life, you know, instead of all this attention being on other people that are doing the wrong thing and how to make them change. The really counterintuitive, amazing thing is if you stop what you're doing, make an assessment of your own everyday life and how you can improve that starting right away, that affects the other people in ways that you could never do by arguing with them or trying to force anything. There's massive power in changing yourself. So find it, do the learning, take good care of yourself, especially under stress. That's when you need it the most. And if you do that diligently and stay on it, you'll help everybody that you care about more than anything else. So thanks for being with us and uh, really appreciate you. I consider you the key to the future, literally. So realize what you can do. It's incredible in any situation. And uh, look forward to meeting you here next time. Have a good week. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big text platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, 
as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows, except the band ones, are on our YouTube channel, at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit Brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum, as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.